You know, I was just thinking this afternoon a little bit about, you know, the, the topic that's on everybody's lips and minds is the pandemic, uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever they call it. And, um, you know, that seems to be the topic and everybody wants to talk about the fallout from that. Like, for example, first of all, you know, unfortunately, there are people who have died from this. Oh, yeah. So it's very serious, though. There are those who are ill from it, who are recovering and but they're having a, a, a battle. Right. And a, and a struggle. And, uh, we, you know, we want to pray for those families and, you know, can, can continue to lift them up. Yes. Uh, at the same time, I got to thinking about this today and your message and what, what I feel led to share tonight. Uh, we're going to declare this service, this virtual service, a miracle service. Praise God. You know, a miracle service doesn't have to be, uh, a huge auditorium with all the special music and no. setting the atmosphere, as we say, as if the Holy Spirit needs the atmosphere. The Holy Spirit doesn't need our atmosphere. <laughs> we need his atmosphere. Yes. And, uh, but it's, it is a help for people to release their faith for a miracle. You know, when there's beautiful music and all those things that even lighting and mood, uh, altering, uh, conditions, right? Well, sure. And uh, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But on the same hand, if we don't have that, did you know that you can still have a miracle? And so this is what I was thinking, you know, even with the coronavirus raging in the world, uh, people, Pastor Scarlett, still have their problems oh, yeah. and still have other physical things that they're believing God for. I mean, what if maybe you've been told, you that are watching, maybe you've been told you've got diabetes or you've got cancer or heart condition, or lung condition, or some other thing, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're in the middle of a horrible marriage, or a divorce that's happening, or uh, loved ones that have died uh, of, of, of other things. Mm -hmm. You know, people die every day of yeah. accidents, and we've all, you know, Pastor Scarlett and I have had loved ones that have died of accidents, uh, uh, someone shot in time of war, mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, cancer and other things that have happened to people and, uh, and then, uh, financial uh, hell that can happen. I, I oftentimes, I oftentimes say maybe you've been through hell week or you're, you're going through hell week. Of course, you know what they say about going through hell, just keep going and get out of it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, boy, life can be, I'm serious. Life can be tough. And we're, we're understanding that, but thank God, uh, through Christ, we have the victory. That's right. And Always. we can overcome everything. Yes. Through Jesus. And I, so I was thinking, oh, huh. I wonder if there's anybody out there. <laughs> oh, okay. That's our cat, Lucy. <laughs> Eventually you have met the entire hurt, uh, uh, current, not curtains. There's no <laughs> curtains involved tonight. <laughs> The entire current Horton family. As you see, there is a cattail in my face. So Wednesday night, I think we had Luke, uh, we had, uh, Blanche involved. 
They always, they really come around when we start I don't preaching. know what this is about. <laughs> when David starts singing and playing the piano, because we do that before we do the... Now, this is not week. the horse head from The Godfather. <laughs> no. no. But... Um, <laughs> But they come around. They, they do. They yeah. do. They come and they want to be a part. I don't know. I'm, I'm, we're, we're so sorry. But um, one lady said that wrote in and said that the best program that we've produced is the one with the dog. <laughs> so maybe we should bring animals. Yeah. And, I don't and, know. and feature them. Should we get feature like a, a parrot or something? <laughs> a parrot who quotes nine tenths of the New Testament or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank God we don't have, uh, that's it. That's our pets. We have a cat and a dog. We're like, we're very balanced. <laughs> but back to serious talk with Pastor Dave. <laughs> you know, even during this pandemic, you know, people's lives go on. Yes. And there's other struggles. That's true. And I heard the Lord, and I don't always say that, and you know that. I don't use that a lot. But I heard the Lord speak to me this afternoon. I was walking from our family room into the bedroom and our master bedroom. And I heard the Lord say, uh, by the way, Blanche is here now. <laughs> to add to the programming. If I could get them to sing, wouldn't that be something? Yes. Like a duet. It would help. Yes. <laughs> You know, they could sing one more trial, one more tear, something. Um, but I was, as I was walking into the bedroom, I, and I told Scarlett about this, I heard the Spirit of God say to me, I've got miracles ready for the people if they'll just claim them. And I haven't heard something like that in a long time. And I heard that and it sparked me. And I thought, I'm going to teach you tonight. Just a little bit on the law of miracles. Amen. And it is there in the word. And I'll show it to you. And if you need a miracle tonight, why don't you just set your faith for that miracle and say, tonight's my night. You know, this is as good a time as any to have it. Yes. Whether you need a healing miracle, a relational miracle like your marriage. God, I've seen marriages put back together and healed. As a result of prayer and faith. And, uh, how about a physical miracle? You know, you know, you're, you that are on insulin or other things, you know, you can get free from all that. You don't have to, just because the doctors say this is how it is doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Well, yeah. And I, I'm, I would never be someone to say throw away your insulin and faith or whatever. You know, you do what the Lord leads you to do, but I'm going to show you some things tonight that I think will help. Amen. So to, to get this theme set, let's just sing this little song together. Uh, we're just going to do the chorus, but uh, written by a friend of my father's, oh. uh, Beth Ellis. My God can do anything. Amen. Amen. And you need to know that, that God can do anything to help your life. Amen. My God can do Time shall bring my God and do 
God said in the Old Testament, I am the God of all. And this is a big miracle scripture. You know, what is a miracle? It's, I know there's all kinds of definitions and we get really, I don't know, sort of, um, uptight about the definition of that word. But in, to me, okay, just personally, you can send me your, Theological hate mail, if you want. But to me, a miracle is anything that God can do that's above and beyond natural and normal. And so people say, well, you know, it would take a miracle for this to happen. Well, thank God you serve a miracle God. And we love and, and, and worship a miracle God. Yes. And he said in the word in the old covenant, I am the God of all flesh. And this is the challenge. And I, I live with this every day. I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Oh, I love that. Hallelujah. I get so emotional. Is there anything too hard for me? I mean, we've had people in our family healed. My mother was healed at 22 years of age of terminal cancer. They said, there's no way you can live. No one with your condition with this diagnosis has lived more than two years. Well, she's uh, in just a few days. My mother, hi, mom, if you're watching, is celebrating her 90th birthday. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? And, uh, and wow, you know, uh, she was told there's nothing we can do for you. Mm -hmm. The doctor said, however, he was a Methodist and he was, we, God loves Methodists. Did you know that? Yes. And he said, my father, the doctor said, my father, this is in 1954. He said, my father was a circuit riding Methodist preacher. And he said, um, I know what you people, my, my mom and dad were in the church of God and the Pentecostal denomination that believed and still believes. Thank God in uh, anointing with oil and praying the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. We never believed that the oil would heal the sick. Yeah. But the prayer of faith shall heal the, save the sick. And then righteousness creeps in there. Mm-hmm. If they've committed any sins, they'll be automatically Praise God. forgiven. <laughs> yeah. Talking about an altar call, a healing line becomes a salvation all Well, a restoration altar call, right? Yes. Wow, what a wonderful God we serve. And so my mom, anyway, long story short, she believed God and she got a healing. It was a great story. I won't get into that tonight, but, but, um, wow, you know, they said there's, and the doctor said, I know what you people, meaning you Pentecostal divine healing people, he says, I know what you believe. He says, if I were you, I'd put all my eggs in that basket. Oh, that's so neat. Praise the Lord. And, uh, 
three years later, yours truly was born. <laughs> and uh, my mom is almost 90. Isn't that something? Yeah. So she beat it. And she beat it. The devil was trying to stop you from being, being the earth. on the earth. Yeah, I and know. And then your precious mother and all the blessing yes. and your yes. sister and your dad. Wow. Wow. What a family. Yeah. Amen. And so we've just seen things happen in our life. We were saved. Our family was supposed to have died of uh, carbon monoxide poisoning in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. My dad was a uh, like a presbyter, state overseer there, and the house was old, and there was problems. I won't get into that and bore you with details. But we came home from a trip and 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 walked in, and the house was filled with poisonous gas. The uh, when the the authorities showed up at the house. They said, in 30 minutes, a roach bug could have not lived in this house. Oh. Uh, it was so full of gas. It was mm. like a gas chamber, the whole house. Wow. And uh, and uh, God spared us. Amen. Woke that us all an up. And invis- invisible enemy. Yeah. You know, that God s- spared and saved you from. I know. And so, you know, we just believe in them. And my, my dad dropped dead in the floor in New Mexico and my, my mom were literally racing from the dead. I mean, we've seen just amazing miracles. It, it, it touches my heart. It makes me cry. Sorry, but it's good tears. It's not like depression. Right. I don't, I don't need like Zan, Zantac or whatever. whatever what is it called? Xanax. I, I don't know. Something with an X in it. I don't. <laughs> I'm not depressed. I'm happy. I'm oh, sure. It's tears of joy that yeah. they bring to me. And so grateful, you know, for the love yes. of God. And I, I, I've just seen, you know, I, I go to churches and places sometimes and somebody will come up to me and they say, look, this is my son or this is my daughter. She's 14 years old. Uh, 14 years ago, 15 years ago, you were at our church. You prayed for us. We couldn't conceive and now we have oh. children. I mean, you know, just Hallelujah. story after story of the miracle working power of God. No glory to me. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not much in the equation, but God is still yes, today is. that miracle working God. Yes. He now, is. You, you know, you might go to a church that doesn't preach miracles or, or act on it. Uh, I, I don't care. You know, go to wherever you makes you happy, but I'm just telling you that. God is still God. Yes, he is. And, 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 uh, Brother Hagan used to say, Kenneth E. Hagan, he used to say, anybody can believe God for the possible, but not everybody can believe God for the impossible. And so we're talking tonight about believing God for the impossible. Do you have an impossibility? Like maybe to pay off your home or, Get out of debt or get a new home or, you know, whatever. And you think, I don't know how in on earth that could ever happen. Have you ever had that thought? I don't know how on earth I could ever get out of debt. I don't know how on earth I could ever pay off my house on time. I don't know how on earth I could be healed. I don't know how on earth I'll ever be able to climb stairs again or run, uh, uh, you know, run and, uh, run around the block or, or exercise or, or travel or whatever. Right. Uh, speak again, taste food again, whatever, you know, people go through all kinds of crazy things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm telling you, we serve 
a miracle working God. Yes. And I, I've been beating that drum my entire ministry <laughs> and I continue, I intend to continue to do well, that. Well, sure. Absolutely. Yes. And so, uh, that's why we love that song. My God can do mm-hmm. anything. And if your God can't do anything, you might want to switch and get the right one. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the cessation denominations will tell you that all that was done away with the last apostle. So they, they, they should quote Hebrews 13, 8 this way. Jesus Christ, the same, not today and forever, <laughs> because we know that he did things in Bible days. We know he'll do things in the millennial reign of Christ and in heaven. But here on earth, you know, you get nothing. And uh, if you're in one of those churches, I beg thee, find some place that preaches a little better yes. gospel because Jesus is the same. The Bible is the same. Yeah. And God is the same. Is the the same. Bible says that with God, there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's right. He's not trendy. No. Well, that was preached in the 40s, and I don't know about now. Come on. You know, come on. Let's let's believe the Bible. Amen. Yes. Amen. So, you know, we won't keep you all night. I know that you want to get to your Netflix and whatever else, <laughs> your popcorn. I keep telling the joke. Uh, I got a few laughs this morning on this one about three things that make watching church online fun. One is that you can watch, you know, on whatever you're wearing. You can, you can sit in your t-shirt. You can wear pajamas and, uh, or just shorts or whatever. You don't have to dress up. Number two, you can have popcorn or nachos or whatever your snack is. And number three, you can mute the pastor if you don't like what he's saying. And then I always say, no muting is allowed in the name of Jesus. If you mute your your finger is going to be Velcroed to the computer and you'll wear it the rest of your life. I heard one preacher say that he says, if you go out on the lake on Sunday morning, instead of coming to church, I pray that your whole boat sinks, you know? Yeah. I kind of like that. There's a side of me. Don't, don't press me. Don't push. I'm kidding. All right. Let's look at John, uh, John, in chapter two. Now the Bible records this as the first recorded miracle of Jesus. But we also know that we don't know what he practiced with at home because his mother knew, you know, the setup is a wedding reception. They run out of refreshment and the mother looks at Jesus and said, they're out of, they're out of wine. They're out of refreshment. They're out of the, you know, the ceremonial drinks and um, you do something about it. She basically says, do something about it. Mm-hmm. And how did she know he could do that? Did you ever wonder that? Did he do something with the beans? <laughs> My mother used to say she'd be cooking spaghetti or something and more people would show up at the house to eat. And it was just like God would multiply it. Somehow <laughs> it was just got bigger and bigger. And so, you know, we, we, um, I don't know. Jesus did something with the lentils. That's very Jewish, isn't it? Or the chicken soup or whatever. But somehow Mary already knew that he had the authority and the power and the creative ability to do something about this shortage. Mm-hmm. 
Now think about shortage and think about lack. What is it you're lacking tonight? Health, finances, uh, food in your cupboard, your refrigerator, whatever it is that you're lacking, uh, a job that pays, uh, relationship shortage. Let's just get into this and we'll see a few things, okay? And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Uh, Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Now, let's just look there. Jesus wants to argue with his mother about dispensationalism. This is not the appointed hour. I'm not ready for the uh, public ministry yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to stay back. He's just right on the edge of it. Uh, I often say jokingly, and I know that I run a risk of, offending somebody with this joke, but I think it's good. I like the joke. And the joke is nobody cared that Jesus was going to turn the water into wine. Here's why. Jesus is Jewish. They drink wine. They don't care. Mary is Catholic and they have wine. Who would argue with that Mary is Catholic? Okay, you're supposed to laugh. (laughs) Number three, there's no Pentecostals yet. The day of Pentecost <laughs> hasn't come to tell them they're all going to hell for drinking wine. So therefore, wine's not an issue here. So don't make it an issue with the scripture, okay? Now, then there's this big argument. Was it, was it fermented or not? It doesn't matter. You're going to be hard pressed to turn water into anything. I don't care if it was said they're out of Kool-Aid or they're out of Coca-Cola. And he turns water in that. That's the point, isn't it? Right. It's not whether it was fermented or not. It was that it was something that was a very common substance, water. And he turns it into anything else but water. Sure. If he'd have turned it into iced tea with no tea bags, you've got a, you've got a miracle. Right. That's the point. Yeah. Anyway, Sweet you know, if that, if that, yeah, of course. <laughs> Now, if that whole discussion makes you nervous, then you need to maybe have some grape juice. I don't know. All right. Anyway, it says here that Jesus kind of said to her, like, woman, I mean, he's kind of kind of on the edge with this. What have I to do with thee? Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you bringing this up? And his mother ignored him mm-hmm. and talked to the servants. Now, the reason mothers do this is revenge for pain of childbirth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a lot of humor here, if you would look at it like that. Because his mother ignored him. Have you ever told your mother, please don't tell that story? Oh, yeah. Now, the minute you say that, she's going to tell the story or die. <laughs> So Jesus, Jesus is fighting the losing battle here to tell his mother, please calm, pipe it down. <laughs> right? Pull it down a notch. His, 
His mother did not answer him when he said, my tower is not yet come. That sounds so, so prophetic and deep and spiritual, doesn't it? But she ignored him and she said to the servants, and this is a clue to miracles, the law of miracles, whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Wow. Now there's power there. Uh, here comes Lucy. Praise the Lord. Scarlett, we seem to attract more animals to our meetings than people. <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> this is called not a photo bomb, but a video bomb. A live streaming bomb. Praise the Lord, Lucy. That's just great. Uh, at any rate, uh, <laughs> He says, now people are going to write in. We love the episode with the cat. Exactly. Um, Whatever he says, whatsoever he says, do it. Did you know that that's a huge key to miracles? Yes. That um, with every miracle, there is what I call the command of faith. If you look at Naaman, uh, the command of faith was from the uh, prophet was go dip in Jordan seven times mm-hmm. and the seventh time you'll come up clean. Uh, God told Moses stretch forth the rod over the water and the Red Sea will part. Yeah. In fact, let me tell you this. There's not one miracle in the Bible other than creation that God did anything by himself. Mm-hmm. He always gave a command of faith to a servant, to a believer to a person and said, do this and you'll be healed. Do this and your provision will be there. Mm-hmm. Go look in the fish. The, the coins to pay the taxes are there. When we need a miracle, we don't need to just sit there and beg God and say, bless me, bless me, bless me, help me, help me, miracle, miracle, miracle. We need to pray this prayer. Lord, I'm ready to hear your command of faith. Now, the biggest um, hindrance to miracles is human reasoning. Oh, wow. And what will actually happen is the thing that God tells us to do for our obedience and the command of faith will insult us mm-hmm. because we think we need a big miracle here. We need hundreds of thousands of dollars or we need millions of dollars or we need, uh, you know, we need, they say you're in stage four cancer and we need that to go away. Mm-hmm. And we think, well, this is such a big miracle for God. I've got to do some magnificent, big, exciting, phenomenal thing, you know, right. for the command of faith. But it's, I tell you what, the seed for your miracle is already in your life. God will not ask you for more than what you have. Isn't that something? And it usually insults you. Yeah. Like the woman with, they were going to come take, you know, with the prophet Elijah, they were going to come take her sons uh, to pay the debt. He says, what do you have in the house? She says, I've got a few pots, you know, with a little bit of something in it, oil. He says, well, start pouring the oil, borrow all the pots you can, empty pots from your neighbors and pour the oil. And when it's stayed, you'll have enough to pay the debt. You think, Really? I'm going to just transfer 
the little oil I have into a new pot, and that's going to do it. Yeah, do you have pot? The question is, do you have pots? The question is, do you have oil? Right. Or the woman, uh, the widow, we even a woman. <laughs> a shout out to Dennis Burke. The the woman who who uh, had just enough to make one more meal for her and her son, right? I watch the cat or she'll turn off the computer. <laughs> she, she's sneaky like that. <laughs> Lucy, this is not your program. I told you we would produce a children's program later. <laughs> she looks huge in the video, but she's really not bigger than us. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, that would be a scary cat that big, wouldn't it? It's all perceptions. I hope you're laughing with this and not turning us into the CIA or something. Uh, anyway, the the thing is, if you look at every example in the Old and New Testament, every person that was given a command of faith had it within their power to do it. Yeah, just simple little thing. Uh, Moses hit, struck the rock and yeah. water came out. I mean, how hard is that to do? Yes. And so it's things you can do. You, 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 you can do very easily. And you have it within your power, like the woman with the meal barrel and the oil. Did she have enough to make a cake for the prophet? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just a matter of, are you going to trust God and do it? And so Naaman, could he go? Yes. He could, he was still, he was sick. But he had enough power to walk down to that Jordan River and dip seven times. And yes, when he did. did, you know, he came again clean. Isn't that something? He wasn't even in agreement with the idea. But because he obeyed it, it still happened. Isn't that amazing? So even if you do it under protest, do it. <laughs> yeah. Even if you do it under fear, do it. Yeah. Even if you do it and you're thinking in your head, I don't think this is really very smart. I don't think this is going to help. Do it anyway when yes. God gives the command of faith. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it's give an offering. Sometimes it's plant a seed. Sometimes it's um, call somebody, write a letter. Do I don't know, right. whatever. Make some soup. Make some soup. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my mom made some soup. The Lord told her to make soup, and she did. And as a result, a wonderful relationship ensued with a very prominent family. And that family paid off my mother's home and her vacation home in one day. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in one day was paid off. And she didn't even know why she was making the suit. No, she was kind of arguing with God. I don't really have time for this. And he said, no, I'll do it anyway. And she had to go to the Safeway and get the, and that's Mormons. She bought the soup ingredients from Mormons. And then God still blessed it. I dig, I dig at people with stuff like that. I should stop because it doesn't help. Me. But I loved it. She bought more. She made Mormon soup and still got a blessing. Praise Hallelujah. The Lord. Amen. Anyway, uh, the point is that my mom goes to the Safeway and she buys the ingredients. She makes the soup, takes it to the where the Lord told her and, and this family that she didn't even know. Uh, prominent family in America. You would know their names if I called it. I don't feel that that's appropriate right now, but made the soup and a great relationship ensued. And before you know it, they said, we feel led of the Lord. Uh, tell us how much you owe in your house, how much you owe on your vacation property. 
And my mom told them and they paid it off, Scarlett. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? It really is. From soup. I know. Just a you know, simple... the soup that costs, you know, $20 to make or something, you know. Right. Just a simple obedience. Yeah. And, that, and the, like you said, the command of God. Command. And did you know the house that was paid off? My mother had not even ever seen it or moved into it yet. Mm. It was for the future. Oh, praise God. And that's a whole broadcast. Faith for the future. Planting seed for the future. See, sometimes we, we, we forget we'll plant a seed and we'll think, well, I don't see any harvest from that. I don't know what came from that. And, you know, I guess I missed God. Mm-hmm. And then, and then years can go by. Yeah. Yeah. I think five years or something went by before she saw that. And she never connected the dots until later. Right. And the woman said, are you the Mrs. Horton that made the soup? And my mother said, yes. Oh, well, you must hear from God. Why did you make the soup? My mom said, the Lord told me. She says, oh, well, you made the soup. The Lord, oh, you're the person that needs to be my mentor in spiritual things. My mom became the mentor to this woman. And before you knew it, I mean, these were billionaires, Scarlett, billionaires. And uh, God moved on them to to pay off. Isn't that something? It's just sowing that seed that the Lord, you feel. Well, you were saying this morning that you gave uh, one of your organs away. Yes. That you, a Hammond had, you organ, had done yeah. tent revivals with Rosie Greer. And yeah. It was so it was kind of sentimental. a sentimental. Sentimental. And plus a nice organ. Yeah, very nice. Gave it away to a church, a local church in, in, one of, in Alabama. Yeah. And then, and then you said, you know what? People have given me organs. Yes. I've had the ability to, to get nice organs. Yes. The and, best. And, uh, you know, now I own like our, our Hammond B3 at the church is considered one of the best in America, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for its condition. And, and, uh, my goodness, what a beautiful instrument. I have a beautiful instrument here at the house. And, 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 and then I don't know, a few weeks ago, we finally traded a couple of them in. I said, Scarlett, we have four Hammond organs <laughs> and they're all like the good ones, like the ones you want, not some off. <laughs> number you know <laughs> and uh and we were able to trade two in on a new one for the crusades and the conventions yeah and uh goodness gracious i mean god never you can't be god giving or obeying the uh command of faith right yes and so what do you have in the house what do you have the lord will ask you and like the the man at the pool of bethesda the lord said uh jesus said to him rise take up your bed and walk and uh, the guy obeyed it. It's yes. just simple. Uh, the, the man at the pool of Siloam that had the blindness and Jesus made a little mud spit, yeah. spit mud out of the ground and the dirt and put it on his eyes and said, go wash at the pool of Siloam. Now I found out on my Israel trip that the place that Jesus did this to the pool of Siloam was four miles. Oh wow. No bus, no mm-hmm. taxi, no Uber. You got to walk blind with crap in your, in your eye, you know, basically, uh, dirt and mud and spittle. And that was considered a curse to have spit in your eye. Mm. And Jesus, boy, that wasn't social distancing, was it? No. And so the guy walks to the pool of Siloam four miles blind, still blind. Mm. And, you know, I think that that four mile walk is a real story there. That sometimes in the time between when the Lord touches you and you have your manifestation can mm-hmm. seem like an eternity. 
and you can say, well, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm not going to do, I'm just going to go home and wash my face and my, my bowl or whatever and uh, forget it. But he, he obeyed all the way to the end. And when he, when he, when his eyes opened, uh, when he had washed, he could see. Yeah. So these are, these, this is the key. What Mary said is a key to miracles. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever he says unto you, and I add the word just to it, like the Nike commercial. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just do it. Don't even think about it. You'll talk yourself out of it and say, well, this is silly. Why would I do that? There were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews. It's wash pots, scarlet. Mm-hmm. And they have very strict laws about this mm-hmm. stuff. Containing two or three firkins apiece. That's a measurement, not pickles. <laughs> firkins. Uh, Jesus said unto them, <laughs> they had two or three pickles in there. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, draw out now. And bear unto the governor of the feast, the man, the, the I guess the MC, right? The guy in charge of the party, right? Mm-hmm. And they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water, I believe that when he tasted it, it was still water, Scarlet. Because it says tasted the water. That was made wine. I don't believe it turned into wine until it touched the man's lips. That's amazing. It's true. And knew not whence it was. Like, didn't know where it came from. But the servants which drew the water knew. Well, you better believe they knew. They, They could have lost their jobs, maybe lost their lives over something like that. Because these are very strict rules. Right. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom. Now, I think we sometimes read that like he called Jesus, but he didn't. He called the bridegroom and said unto the bridegroom, every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. In other words, after they've drank a little bit, uh, they won't notice so badly that it's the quality has gone down. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what that means for the people who believe that it wasn't uh, fermented. I don't know. Make it up, whatever you like. But I'm just telling you what the word says. Right. And, but thou hast kept the good wine. At least we know that what Jesus made was the best quality. Always. Whether fermented or not, it was the best quality. Thou hast kept the good wine until now. And then, isn't that something? Jesus didn't even get the thanks for it, even though he did it. Not, but he did it, but not by himself. Right. The servants were involved. Yeah. Obeying the command of faith. Mm-hmm. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. It says at the beginning of miracles. Now, I'll tell you, there's so much here that could be taught and preached. 
But I wanted you to see that I believe that the catalyst, and I've said this for 40 years, the catalyst of miracles is obedience to the command of faith. And I believe for every miracle that we needed that we didn't get, it's because we didn't hear. Right. People say, well, what do you think is the hindrance? I think the hindrance is the lack of hearing. Right. And then we hear, and sometimes it insults us, mm-hmm. that so we don't obey it because we think, well, that's that would be stupid. What good would that do? It's yeah. like the water pots. They could have said, did you understand that the man said we, we were out of wine here? What do you got on your donkey there in the saddlebags? You got some jugs or what? what you got? Yeah. But Jesus just said, don't ask any questions. Just do it. Yeah. Mary said, just do it. Whatever he says, just do it. Yeah. And it'll turn out the way you want it. It'll actually turn out better than you want it. Amen. And so I don't know what God's speaking to you about your, I've had God tell me to do sometimes the most mundane things. And I did it and obeyed God and it brought forth amazing harvest. Mm -hmm. And I still operate like that. If I need a miracle, I say, Lord, What's my part? I know your part. You're going to, your power, you get all the glory and honor because it's your power that's working the miracle. But what's my part as the catalyst to ignite that miracle? Sure. And, uh, I'll, I'll, some, that's, I've trained myself. I don't, I don't, I don't always do it perfect, but I've trained myself to at least attempt to go that route that yeah. I'll pray. You know, Lord, I mean, I, we, we need some miracles right now in our life and ministry. We do, yeah. you and I. And we know what those are. And so sometimes it'll just be confess that or say it or tell this person about it or whatever. And, and then the miracle begins to function. Right. And bring that to pass. Yes. So here's what I want to do today is um, I want to pray for you. If you need a miracle, you know, just raise your hand. I see your hand. I really don't. Virtually, I see it by faith. But just kind of raise your hand wherever you are as if we were in church and just mm-hmm. say, Pastor David, Pastor Scarlett, I need a miracle in my life. If If this doesn't turn around, I'm dead. If this doesn't turn around, I'm losing my house. If this doesn't turn around, you know, I'm losing my marriage, whatever. Right. And uh, my kids, you name it. But you just do what God tells you to do. And my prayer is, Father, in Jesus' name, there are those tonight that need a miracle. And there is no timing on your miracles. You're not withholding any blessing. Uh, for a later, better date or whatever. But you have already assured us of your hand all the way from the beginning of time. And Lord, I just pray for those who need a miracle, who desire a miracle. And it, you can see it doesn't have to be life or death. This was not life or death. Uh, the only thing that happened in this story from John 2 is save somebody embarrassment. That they had run out of supplies right. to to entertain with. That's true. So that's not a life or death. We always say, well, you only get a miracle if you really absolutely have to have one necessary. 
Well, no, God is interested in our lives being successful and blessed. So that shows he, he cares about our social standing. Yes. And so here's this great concept of, of that. And Father, in Jesus' name, yeah. I just thank you that if they need a miracle, we first pray for those folks. Yes. That if they don't have a miracle, they're, they're dead. If they don't have a miracle, they're broke. If they don't have a miracle, they're on the street. We pray for them first. Yes. But those that are okay, but just want a miracle, they desire something great to happen in, uh, certain things in our life that we have on our vision board mm-hmm. that, I mean, we can live without those things on that vision board, but, um, it would make our life, it would enhance our life. Yes. And so we know that God's interested in enhancement. Amen. Of your life. Yes. And so, uh, Pastor Scarlett, add to my prayer here. What, what could we pray for them that those that need a miracle, but those that desire a miracle? Yes. Amen. Lord, I thank you that you give us the desires of our heart and those things, Lord, that you've even put in our heart to do or to say or to be. Um, we thank you, Father, that you bring those things forth because that good work that you've begun yes. in us, you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ so that you do the impossible things and we do those things in obedience to your word and your spirit yes. that you lead us to do and we do it without hesitation. Um, we thank you, Lord, that um, that these things come to pass very quickly and we just believe for a sudden wonderful things to happen. This morning as we were praying, you know, we... We just had the unction to pray for financial miracles for yes. people and that uh, they would say, oh, wow, where did this come from? How did this, you know, how did this happen? And so we, we pray for those financial miracles for you, too. Yes. And believe God. Uh, they mentioned earlier, you know, they needed tax money and then and they got it. And yeah. it was a supernatural occurrence with a fish bringing a coin. That was unusual, right? And feeding the 5,000. Feeding the 5,000, you know. My goodness, loaves and fishes. A tremendous uh, amount of people fed by just that obedience from yes. of that gift from the little boy. So we know that God can do it for you, and he will. And we're, we're agreement, in agreement with you on that. We want to give you an opportunity to sow into this ministry. Uh, two avenues basically to do that. If you're uh, a member of Grace Harvest Church, you can go to graceharvest.net, graceharvest.net, and there will be instructions there on how to give electronically. Yes. You can also mail in a check or money order, uh, in or your information. Uh, and there's, the address is there. Mm-hmm. You can also go to David Horton Ministries. I'm sorry, Horton Ministries. We just sent, re- recently changed it. HortonMinistries.com. HortonMinistries.com. And if you want to uh, donate to Horton Ministries. Amen. Yes. And uh, make your giving part of your worship. That's right. You might pray. The Lord might give you an idea on giving that un- unlocks the door. Amen. To your miracle. Amen. Yes. And let's sing this little song as we go tonight. Uh, trust you've enjoyed our program, our <laughs> service God. here at home. Um, hope you enjoyed Lucy's appearance. As you can <laughs> see, she has the shortest attention span. 
So praise the Lord. I'm expecting a miracle today. Anything can happen anytime, anyway. I know God can do anything, and I believe He will. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a miracle today. Anything can happen anytime, anyway. God can do anything, and I believe He will. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a miracle today.